I'm so excited, everyone. In the house. Lassiter is in the house. For real. Real guest star. Our very own Lassiter. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Jamie. Whoa. Hello. (laughs) Hello, everybody. So excited. We are excited to have Jamie on. We've been kind of pitching this idea that we are going to have guest stars. And so we're excited to have our very own Lassiter joining us today. I want to start by saying that Jamie is, although kind of she is a cop nerd, Lassiter, she's not the mean Lassiter that is portrayed in this current season. She's more of the tap dancing Lassiter, breaks the DVD because she doesn't want to know that Sean's not a psychic Lassiter. Hey, spoilers. Oh, (laughs) Beep. That wasn't it. What are you talking about? Yeah, no. Jamie was never mean, Lassiter. Ah. She did shade me pretty hard when we first met, though. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, very true to the dynamic. It took her some time to come around (laughs) to all that is me. (laughs) But look at us now. I know. (laughs) And it tracks. It's canon. So don't worry. It fits with the show. (laughs) I do want to call back to cop nerd lassie i'm very excited i was a little bit nervous about the version of lassie that we were seeing in the episode when it first kicked off because i was shocked i couldn't remember as much as i thought i was going to about the ins and outs and details of this episode and i was like oh was this a good lassie episode to pick and then we got all his like cop nerd presentation stuff and then i remembered that jamie went to sheriff's camp um (laughs) a few times and the last time, Jamie, what did y'all do collectively? I mean, but mostly you. We may have gotten kicked out for flipping over our crime scene car in the parking lot on graduation day. <laughs> did you really get kicked out if it was the last day? We absolutely did get kicked out. They wouldn't let us graduate. And I was actually up for the award that summer for like the head girl. Uh... And. They had to give it to somebody else because I got kicked out. But in my defense, there were about eight people that had the car up to their shoulders and couldn't push it over. And me and another girl stepped in at that point, you know, just to (laughs) not risk injury. If they would have dropped it on themselves, I was really just hoping. For the greater good. It really was. That's what it sounds like. It really was. (laughs) I love that story. Oh, my. Well, I guess we can. Do you guys want to get into it? Let's do it. Showtime. Showtime. We are. Wait. First things first. This is. This is. To the Bloomery! It is a very, very special episode. Oh, wait. We need to introduce ourselves. I am Alexis, and I am a real-life Gus. I'm Kaylee. I'm the real-life Sean. And here today, ladies and gentlemen, we have our very own real-life Lassiter, Jamie. We are super excited to have Jamie here to join us on Season 2, Episode 4 of Two of two Murder. Zero oh. to Murder in 60 Seconds. It's hard when you use a circle with a line through it as your of shorthand, but you also use it to mean zero. So I was reading it of to murder. That's not right. Zero to murder in 60 seconds. (laughs) And like so many episodes, we start off with a flashback. 1987. And we are toe-to-toe in a race 
And it was very blatant this time that the children were dressed like their adult counterparts. <laughs> and Jamie, you don't watch this show as religiously as we do, but usually the children are dressed like children, but now they're dressed like their adult selves in the show. <laughs> the first thing I noticed was Gus's striped shirt. I was like, stripes. Stripes are haunting me at this point, Jamie. They're in every episode. Gus is almost always wearing them. Wasn't there something about pineapples, too, in all the episodes? Yes. Okay. Although, did you have any luck? I did not. I didn't, I didn't Did you Google where I it's did. supposed to be? Uh, yeah, no, it's not there. Yeah, no. Okay. I didn't even write down where it was supposed to be. I was like, lies! And then I completely just let it go out of my head. So, Jamie, yes, you're correct. They claim that in almost every episode of Psych, there is a pineapple. And in a lot of the episodes there are, a lot of them are very obvious. Some of them are in deleted scenes and you can find that information. But I feel like that's cheating. We have found quite a few of them that don't have pineapples. And we kept kind of writing it off too early on in the series. Like everybody on the editing team wasn't behind that idea at the beginning. But hopefully it gets better and better later on. But yeah, no luck this time. Yeah, so Henry is refereeing. He's very serious. The boys are very serious about their bike race. Sean's got a fancy bike. And a pair of headphones, and he's listening to Eye of the Tiger. I did not realize it was coming from the headphones until he's in the midst of losing this race. And then I was like, ah, cool. It's like in the scene, not just being played for our our benefit. Gus just whips him. Mm -hmm. Gus wins the race hands down. And Sean's like, but my bike is so much better than his. And then we get some good old Henry wisdom. Yeah, hard work over pizzazz is what I wrote down as like paraphrasing. And at the very end, Sean kind of like is trying to take this and he goes, no, 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 no. I know what happened. I was listening to the wrong song. <laughs> Best two out of three. <laughs> the scene ends. <laughs> Which segues so perfectly to modern day SBPD, Santa Barbara Police Department, and Sean and Gus are both just chilling. I don't understand why they're just chilling, but okay. And they're both in rolly chairs. And there's a wordless challenge going down, and we get a wheelie chair race, like right off the bat. They crash, and Lassiter just glares at them. I just wrote, cheat. Who cheated? I forget. Oh, well, Sean Was definitely Sean? cheated. Okay. <laughs> We can assume. <laughs> then I wrote Lassie's face. Sean's begging for a case and also saying he's got a boo-boo. <laughs> you are children, so do me a favor and let the grown-ups do their work. Ouch, Lassie. Yeah, Lassie's just like, I'm not dealing with you guys today. I have less time for you today because I am presenting at 21 less. They do so much rapid fire mm -hmm. in the beginning of this show. I didn't bother writing stuff down. I was like, there's too much... I give it up. <laughs> and Jamie, when you have notes, just jump yep. in. <laughs> so I took notes very differently. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Yeah, because you're not, I mean, you're not yeah. an avid watcher. Of this the, is the is first this... episode I've ever watched. This is exciting. Okay, so what kind of notes did not you take? Not only are we taking her podcasting virginity, but we're taking her psych virginity as well. I'm just saying Must... it. <laughs> yes, I'm being crass. I feel like you're just going to be disappointed in literally everything I wrote down. No, like the very first thing I put was, that's Charlie from the West Wing. Yeah, no, that's, no, that's great. They reference each other's other roles in stuff all the oh, time. Really? Mm -hmm. They do walk and talks. And the first time we got a walk and talk, I was like, that's from the West Wing. They do walk and talks in Aaron Sorkin shows. <laughs> yes. So like I did that. And then 
Is Gus short for something? Because I feel like that's not a... Yeah, his name is Burton Guster, and he goes yep. by Gus. See, that makes sense. And then uh, Lassie <laughs> was the bad guy in the Leprechaun Disney movie. Yes. It's, yes. And that's I, one of my favorite ideas for bonus content, is watching the other stuff that these people have been in, especially the Disney stuff. I just, I wish he had an Irish accent in this. I think it would be a lot more fun. That's perfect, because that leads to, and I'm gonna go back to my spoiler that I gave earlier, but there's absolutely an episode where Lassiter and Gus start tap dancing together because it's helping mm-hmm. Lassiter focus. And every time I watch that episode, I'm like, it's the luck of the Irish. It's. He's a fair Derek. <laughs> okay, so 21 less actually stands for the 21st Century Law Enforcement Seminar. And then Sean's like, oh no, we call it 21 St. Set less. And Gus goes... 21 cent law info sem and that's the rapid shorthand but Lassie's gonna present the most cutting edge of technology at 21 less we'll see I, I was like we'll see Lassie cop nerds okay <laughs> we get some walking and talking and then we go out the front doors and Lassie's still trying to brush the guys off and he goes to remote control open his car and I just wrote where's your car dude Dude, where's your car? <laughs> Dude, where's my car? I wanted that reference so bad. I don't know if these were too close to the same time for that to happen. Opening credits. Did you watch the credits, Jamie? I didn't. No, I hit the skip button. Oh, sh- you know what? I want to <laughs> give you crap, but I did this time too. <gasps> Never. Was I th- First off, you guys didn't tell me to watch it. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't it, know doesn't, it doesn't, okay, so yeah, it's it doesn't give you anything about the episode specifically, but it's the theme song and it gives you scenes of like other episodes that have happened and will happen. And you get like a brief glimpse of like all the main players. So I feel like it could be helpful, but like, I'm just sad you missed the theme song because I love the theme song so much. <laughs> I'll go back and watch it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but we're still at SBPD. Lassie and the boys are walking back in, and Lassie's like, don't say a word, play it cool, say nothing. And he's like, finger guns. He's like, just walking and talking with my boys. What? And And then he stops. And looks at the boys and said, is this a prank? Is this some sort of punking? You can hear the hope in his voice. I did write Ashton reference because he he thought he was being punked. And I wanted the boys to react more strongly. I wanted like a <gasps> clutching of the pearls and gasping moment that we didn't get. But they would never. They would never defile the institution that is the Santa Barbara Police Department. And as soon as Lassie walks away, Gus goes, did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> we end up at Lassiter's desk and Lassiter's trying to figure out what's going on with the car. But Sean immediately psychically sees that something put his car in risk recently because he saw a valet ticket on his keys fancy pants lassie went to a fancy restaurant the name of which i don't think we ever get am i wrong nope okay some some place posh surprisingly upscale for someone on half a civil servant's salary which is such a mean divorce joke i was wondering if that's what that was is he even divorced i think he's still separated yes I guess they're just separated still, but he split up with his wife over two years ago. And so Sean just kind of jabbed it in there. Half a civil servant's Yeah, but then he's like, "Mm, was it a date? You sly dog. (laughs) 
Is she blonde? Burnett? Mail order? You sly dog. <laughs> her name was Polly Smith. We kissed. Ask her. <laughs> At first, he's playing it very cool, and he's like, I will not give you any details of my life. And then they're like, oh, so it wasn't a date. You were there alone, right? Like, And then he just, like, word vomits, admits everything. And then something weird about a European, and then we get a funny no from Sean. I didn't write something about... Oh, the British. The red coats. <laughs> I didn't yes. write it all down. <laughs> yeah, so Sean is kind of psychically seeing red coats and accents. And Gus goes, the British? And no. that's when Sean does his, his weird no. <laughs> the valets. Gus guesses the valets. Yeah. So Lassie, I wrote, gets very grr. And then he's like, we're going back to that restaurant. I'm getting answers. Damn it. So he commandeers the blueberry. So can I ask a question here? Yes. Yes. Why doesn't the blueberry have headrests? It's a legit safety concern and it bothers me. I know the answer to this question. Do you? Okay. Okay, so first of all, I will I'll give you a huge shout out for that because I also noticed for the first time that the headrests weren't there. Okay, but, is this the only episode they aren't there? Now I wonder. Well, maybe not, but this is the first time we see a bunch of people in the back seat. And when you're recording in a car, the easiest way to make sure that the camera can see the people in the back seat is just to remove the headrests. So if you start mm. watching like television shows where they're recording in cars, you'll notice that the headrests are just always missing if there's ever anyone in the backseat. I don't like it. Right. So, I don't approve. Nothing to do with the blueberry. Everything to do with the fact that this is a television show. <laughs> Slightly disappointed, but less concerned about safety. Okay. Yeah. Did you realize why our podcast is named to the blueberry? Be- well, it's the car. Right. And it's right. just like, we're going to the blueberry and now it's getting commandeered. By a police officer. <laughs> well, a detective, not a police officer. Oh, that's a beautiful part, though, because Sean kind of just taps on Lassie's shoulder and goes, I have to pee-pee. Yeah. Which gets ignored. And then we go to the restaurant, and Lassie's still very grrr. And he's giving, like, a whole spiel to the management guy. I didn't call uh, his yeah. name. I didn't manager. call him anything but the manager guy. And he's like, we got to keep this under wraps. I'm going to take over some of your property and interview everyone. And you are going to be cooperative because police property has been stolen. The guy wants it kept under wraps. He's like, I, I don't want bad publicity. This is a fancy schmancy place. Lassiter's just like, you guys are done here. I've got this. You better not talk about this at the police station or I'm going to make things very difficult for you down there. You haven't even been trying? They have a walk and talk and Sean points out that Lassie's not going to get anywhere with the valets because they have a strict code. And that's when Gus goes, I think you're still thinking about the British. But then they clock <laughs> the pretty hostess. And I saw that her name is Chelsea. It's on her yes. name tag. For the record, nobody ever gets her name wrong when they're pronouncing it. But Gus pieces out. There is a little fist bump when Gus yeah. pieces out, which is our fist First. bump for the episode. Well, it's our contact fist bump for the episode. I'll get to it. Okay, I'm excited. Sean plays psychic to get deeds on Chelsea because not only is he looking for information, but he is high key hitting on her, which she assumes and tries to give him the brush off. But he clocks that she's got museum pamphlets and something else in her possession. I just saw the miniatures, like the Museum of Miniatures pamphlet, because that's what they refer to later. Yeah, there was something else that he saw, and it made me write it down about old people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was... Senior discount. 
So I wrote down Grammy and then I scratched out and wrote parents. So she's like, oh my God, that was so good. Um, My parents are going to be in town. (laughs) And he's trying to get some info on the valets. And she's like, oh, you were serious about the psychic thing and not just hitting on me. (laughs) But she gives him her digits anyway. (laughs) Sorry, I do voices. (laughs) There was a new valet that started yesterday and didn't show up today. And Sean's like, I think that has to be our connection. Can I get the contact info for this person. Yeah, and that's when she scribbles and she hands it over and she's like, yeah, here's the number and now I'll get you the valet's information. But he heads on over and he realizes that the phone number for the valet is actually just a payphone outside of a warehouse. He's sitting on his motorcycle the whole time and I just wrote, well, this is silly. He looks silly. His sunglasses were terrible, by the way. His soul patch in this episode. What is this? Like, I really referenced How did I the miss scene. the soul patch? He's, his sunglasses offended me, but his soul he patch. Never is, he's never this soul patchy. This is extreme. This is 2005, my friends. I wrote down what year is this. Yeah. Also, I feel like it's very Scooby-Doo-ish. Yeah. Like, all of it just reminds me of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. I would say, especially the first episode of the American Duos episode of this season is super Scooby-Doo-ish because, like, the bad guy's with them the whole time and you never really know what's going on. And then, (gasps) he's been sitting two feet away from me this whole time. Yeah, also the flopping that Sean likes to do. Like, Yeah. yeah. But in this scene, we get some really great references. Sean's telling Gus on his cell phone that it's a payphone outside a warehouse and he instantly goes no i don't know if it looks like the warehouse from blue city what are you talking about of course more people saw from the hip than blue city don't you know what i don't have time for this don't talk judd nelson with me right now so i I did some outside research and i'm very very happy to share my findings with you guys please blue city is a film from 1986 starring not only judd nelson but also ali sheedy they both were in the breakfast club together I watched the trailer for this movie, and at first it feels very Sean. It's very like his dad's been killed. He was the mayor in Miami or like just outside Miami. This kid's back in town. He wants to find out and he's going to like upset the status quo, but he's also like doing some fast talking and it's like, it's very Sean. But then there's like some gunshots and all kinds of crazy stuff. Also, the guy from CSI, the ginger who takes off the sunglasses and is like a total meme, um, I want to say Crusoe. I don't know. He's in it also. Dave Crusoe. Yes, yes. And then From the Hip is from 1987, another Jed Nelson movie. I also watched this trailer. <laughs> and he's a lawyer. The trailer didn't give much, but the synopsis says that he's defending someone that he's starting to believe is actually like guilty and a psychopath. And he's like, doesn't know what to do about it. But it also has some weird jokes. There's a part where he puts a vibrator on a desk and opposing counsel objects and the like lady judge legit just goes i don't know what you want me to do it's not mine (laughs) (laughs) so judd nelson comes back can i just say that for the so does ali sheedy so does ali sheedy very much so but they said the name judd nelson in this episode and he becomes a running thing we haven't seen the last of him Sean wants Gus to just go ahead and meet him back at the Santa Barbara Police Department so that they can talk through everything that Sean has found out. And that's when we have a good moment of it's been staked. It's been stuck. It's been staken. No, staked. Staked, right? 
right? Because the warehouse has been staked out. I, <laughs> but it Gus got is so pumped about the warehouse. Like his injury to the scene is just like, oh my god, a warehouse. It's awesome, right? <laughs> it's a chop shop. Chop, chop, chop. We go into Chief Vic's office, and a full-on psychic freakout moment happens. Sean screams, "Chopsticks! Chop salad! Chop suey!" Wheelie and the Chopper Bunch. Yeah, I wrote that down, but I can't read it. Um, and then he goes, and a little mouse called Algernon who lives in a maze. And then she's like, Fla- Flower Street? Is it a chop shop on Flower Street? <laughs> so Wheelie and the Chopper Bunch is a movie from 1947. Or, I'm that sorry, was a real name of something? Yes, it absolutely was. Oh my god, I thought we were just funky bunching the name. Is a little mouse named Algernon a pop culture reference? Yeah. Flowers for Algernon is a book or a story. I feel kind of dumb for not knowing that. Hey, that's okay. (laughs) As they're going to go investigate it, Chief Vic just turns around because while Sean had been talking about all the chopping, he started like chopping up Chief Vic's printer. And Vic goes, you know, you just bought that, right? Also, Jamie, how much do you love Kristen Nelson as Chief Vic? Isn't she like amazing? I like her. What's the, I didn't know her name or the other girl's name that was real excited about the PowerPoint. That was Juliet. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Juliet is uh, the Amanda. That's that's Amanda. Fair enough. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who and, friends joined us for episode three. Yes, 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 yes. So this isn't our first guest episode, but we're very excited to have Lassie here finally. <laughs> I don't have anything else for this section. Yeah, we end up at the chop shop. Sean bought the printer and we're at the chop shop. They're tearing it down. Yes. Can I, can I ask a question? I'm sorry. I keep raising my hand like these <laughs> raising my hand. So when they were talking, they keep alluding to Gus's like real job. Oh, yeah. yeah. They did in that scene. What is his job? I, like, he's I a have, like, pharmaceutical salesman. Well, he's a rep. He's a oh, sales rep. Yeah. He's a pharmaceutical And he drives the blueberry. It's, it's a company car. It's a company car. <laughs> it's a company okay. car, Sean. <laughs> really quickly, we see somebody getting arrested. His name is Wally. And Sean immediately clocks the fact that Wally is in the backseat of the police car with a smile on his face. Boy, smirk smiling. Just weird. But Chief Vic is like, we have tons of evidence we got everything we need for convictions and, and, and just tearing this whole operation apart. Dates and serial numbers and everything else. Truly, Mr. Spencer, this is your most efficient work yet. And she gives him like a little applaud. It's kind of like a sassy Nancy Pelosi applaud, though. So like, <laughs> is she dragging him? <laughs> I've got where's Lassie's car because he is mad and he wants his car because it's not here. Answer, Sean. But Sean's like, don't worry about it. We had some guys come in first. Move it out of the way. You're out of the hubbub. It's parked on the street. I thought that was really nice because I didn't think they were like close like that, but they watched out for him. I thought that was yeah, like sweet. Yes. That relationship, like at the beginning here, at the beginning of like the series, that relationship is very one-sided. Sean is trying to get Lassiter to like him, but Lassiter mm-hmm. just doesn't trust him. Well, that and Lassie has no time for him at first in season one. He's just so easy to pester that Sean enjoys doing that. But then we get 
Sean as like a really caring person. Like he sees when something's off with Lassie, if he's like lacking confidence or like his personal life is bothering him, but he doesn't talk to other people. So like he does genuinely nice things. Like we had one episode last season that we just called it like green lighting instead of gaslighting because they were just like pumping him up behind the scenes without his knowledge and like helping him get his groove back without him knowing because he wouldn't accept help. So like, it's really beautiful, like how this kind of goes for these guys. (laughs) It's awesome to watch the progression because I'm going to keep spoiling a little bit, but in the movies, Mm -hmm. I think Lassiter made it into the second movie. It's called Lassie Come Home. That's it. Yeah, okay. I was like, is it the second one or the third one? Yeah, so Lassie makes it into the second movie, and literally the movie starts with Lassiter on the phone with the boys, like, asking for their help. Because at this point, Lassiter is just so into working with them and getting their help, that whole thing. And so it's such a beautiful change to see that relationship progress, like, all the way through the series. I don't know. It just warms my heart, so I like to talk about it. Yes. Yeah. And the cast will talk about it forever. Like they love each other so much and they like it really organically came together and it just like is so rock solid now. I just love it. It really comes through. As long as we're still talking about Lasseter's car. Did you see that segue? That was great, right? Although the boys (laughs) moved it down the street, they weren't sure which side of the street they moved it to because it's street cleaning day. Whoa. And immediately we see the car being towed. So they skedaddle real fast. (laughs) We're back at the restaurant and Sean is on a little date with Chelsea. She's still wearing her hostess dress, which is cute, by the way. But like she didn't get to leave work yet, you guys. (laughs) And she's Mm -hmm. on a date. (laughs) It's very cleavagey. And I had a full moment of, would someone let their hostess wear a dress with that much cleavage? As long as it wasn't also short, maybe. Okay, fair. (laughs) One or the other, tops or bottoms. (laughs) So they're having their nice little cute date. They end up starting to Mac and it is the most uncomfortable kissing I have ever seen in my life. I also, I didn't want to look at it, so I don't know how uncomfortable it looked. All I wrote was, that strawberry looks juicy. (laughs) (laughs) That's an inside joke, (laughs) but I'm very proud of it, so... (laughs) Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. It's very open mouth and it doesn't need to be. And they're both kind of pulling away while also kissing. It's very, very uncomfortable. But while they're macking, Sean just stops and goes, was this too easy? That's actually right after she says, hey, should we take this to my place? Yeah. So that makes it so much worse. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) he just kind of keeps stopping to ask questions along those lines and then macking some more. And then finally she just goes, how dare you think I'm easy? And she just storms out. She's done. And he was like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. I think I meant that this is the first time I've ever been wrong about a case. Cause he thinks he was definitely wrong. Which by the way, I don't think is true. Just for the record. What? Two words for you. Tan lines. What? Well, the shenanigans, that's not what the episode's actually called, where Sean believes that, oh, I think I, I went back too far. Let me make sense. I do not think that this is the first time that Sean's ever been wrong. I think he's been wrong before. I don't think he's ever solved the case and, like, been solved and then okay. been like, no, that was all wrong. So I think it's like, after while he's getting there, he's allowed to stumble along the way, I feel like. That's fair. But... Also, Chelsea girl, you've known this guy for 20 minutes. 
just own that you're kind of slutty. That's great. Just be a slut. I love it. <laughs> We're proud of everything on this podcast. <laughs> we are at the psych office with Sean and Gus. And Sean's just like, this has been too easy. One got sloppy. Gus says he's not convinced and says, like, this guy just got sloppy. We're not wrong. This guy was just, like, ready to be caught because he didn't think he could be. Sean doesn't buy it. He said, I solved the crime I was supposed to solve, not the crime I should have solved. I wrote that down, too. He still feels like there's something else going on, but Gus doesn't care because he's going to Spy Utopia to use his gift card. It's been over a year. Why use it now? Like, he's done spending his weekends... Having shenanigans with you, Sean, even if that means being at a sorority house surrounded by pajama-clad females. <laughs> you missed that episode too, Jamie. <laughs> He's gonna go get a massage where they're gonna work out all of the knots on his back, especially the big one that he calls Little Sean. That's what Little Sean was. Yes. yes. <laughs> I literally have... What is little Sean? He starts talking about it, and I was like, "This," because I missed that first one. Did, and did he name something it. else, Little Sean? No, no, his tension knot in his back. He named after Sean. We're gonna put a that pin in that though, because it is the biggest knot on the right back side of his not his right back side on the back on his right side of his back. There it is. Pin. Putting the pin in. Pin. Also, Gus is wearing the same striped shirt as always, but Sean's wearing a different plaid shirt. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Why is Gus in the same clothes and Sean is not? What happened? (laughs) Well, he got changed for his date, right? Was that what he was wearing on the date? Yeah. He was that green, that green striped shirt. At this spa, there is a blind masseuse who can work wonders. And Sean's (laughs) like, why, why are you, why are you so obsessed with blind people? I remember you went crazy for that blind sculptor that did your bust. And Gus goes, that was Lionel Richie in the hello video. And then Sean goes, great. Now that song is going to be stuck in my head, which me too, me too. It's hard not to get that song stuck in your head. (laughs) But again, Lionel Richie, it's a good pop culture reference. Hello is a good pop culture reference, but I want to put a pin there too, because I'm a big old Lionel Richie nerd. We will come back. Okay. Back at SBPD, Vic's not having it. She's like, we need concrete evidence before we reopen a case. We're not just sacrificing resources because you have a whim and you want to keep looking at something. Sean starts to kind of debut that, debut it, debunk it, dispute it. And then Lassie comes in and starts talking over Sean. And then Sean tries to get in again. And then Juliet comes in and starts talking over Sean. And she has the updated PowerPoint slides for his 21 less presentation. And he's like, you're right. Helvetica is a much better font. She's like, yeah, doesn't that just something about the murder just popping off the page? Now? The M in like something double homicide murder or suicide murder or something. Sean ends the scene with saying like, is there any place I can go where I can actually talk to someone? Which is a nice segue to being at prison with Wally. Okay. Is he? Okay. This is my question. Jamie, I don't know if you know. Isn't it jail? Because he still has the option to post bail. Bail. You can't post right. bail in yeah. prison. Yeah, but he's being held overnight too, so. He's being like held indefinitely pending 
conviction, I'm guessing. Yeah, because he hasn't been convicted. Yeah, there's not been a trial. But he's just not posting bail is what we find out. So it's jail, Mm -hmm. not prison. Yeah. As long as we're talking about jail and prison and him not posting bail, Wally has amazing lines in this. This delivery. I didn't write enough of them down. This first one that we're about to get to is the only one I actually wrote down. They said to Wally, like, why haven't you posted bail yet? And he was like, you guys were too good. It doesn't make a difference. Well, why did you steal a police officer's car and then not chop it up? It seems like you wanted to leave a trail. And he said, leave a trail. Don't leave a trail. Wouldn't do any good. You guys caught me quick. Snap. Mind of a cheetah. I was like, what? Cops like, whoa. Miranda. And, and that then, doesn't do it any justice. Please, please go. If- I have the ones from the end written down because Good. we get them from everyone. But at one point he says something like he, okay, all of his lines, he tells like a, a real fast story and then he'll punctuate it with a single word, like too long, didn't read, single word. Like, <laughs> I forget what he says, but then he just goes, justice. <laughs> <laughs> but then they get the call. It's like, it's, such and such time visiting hours are over the calls at an end and he does an air fist bump to the glass sean doesn't return it but it's not the last thing he does to the glass but that's the other fist bump i noticed interesting sean goes to sign himself out and he notices on the sign out and in sheet the name johnny g is all over the place for visiting wally so he clocked that real fast I guess in the next scene we find out about Johnny G, which is at the spa with Gus, where he is getting ready to get his massage. He's going to relax and hydrate before his massage. Sean is explaining to Gus about what he found out, and Johnny G is the owner of Johnny G's Bling It On Custom Auto Shop. And he's like, I've got a new angle. I've got a way in to like reopen this, expand it, find something out. Gus is over this, and... He tells Sean that little Sean just got bigger. (laughs) It's my stress knot. They are going to go investigate. Gus is going to skip his massage because he didn't get in with Gloria, the blind masseuse. But he was going to be seen by Kelly. Who is this? Kelly was cute. (laughs) Kelly was a fine specimen. Yeah. And he's cracking his own body, like readying himself to like tear Gus limb from limb. And I was just like. <laughs> he just walks out and he Clap goes, in. call me Kel. And I'm just like, I'll okay. call you Kel. <laughs> <laughs> they go to Johnny G's. Everything is going to be good because they're going to be able to talk to Johnny G because they're going to be clients. And Gus is super against tricking out cars. He does not think that that's a good idea. And immediately, Sean starts seeing parts and serial numbers on the parts. So he's taking stock of everything around him. He's like using this for recon. And then we get an introduction moment. Does Sean say his own name? No, Johnny G knows who Sean is. Mm -hmm. He kind of ran up to him and it was like, yo, Sean, I got your your ride. He keeps saying, Namin, Namin. (laughs) (laughs) Sean said, this is my friend, Ovaltine Jenkins. That was the name. Yeah, I didn't write it down. (laughs) Yeah, and he's like, oh, you're going to love what I did to your ride. Like, we super pimped it out. It's all souped up. I did all the final checks myself. That is important to point out. Johnny G does all the final checks himself just to make sure everything's up to standards. I mean, (laughs) 
He's a white guy. For the record, I'm making fun of him. <laughs> He's like Pitbull. Yeah. Very, very Pitbully. Yeah. I don't know what they did to the blueberry, but to give anybody a little rundown, we've got yellow flames on the front. We've got a spoiler. They put a... On the back. There's also a, a spoiler on the back. Yeah. They put like a pipe out the front. Yeah. Beat Rims. Music station. Yeah. Oh, it's completely a hot mess. It's, uh, yes, gaudy yellow flames on our soft blue blueberry, like, oof. Yeah, it's disappointing. It's bad. But I called it the ball and berry because the song that we're listening to <laughs> keeps saying ballin, like, a lot. Gus is mad because he knows that Sean spent all of the money that they got from solving the chop shop case on this car mod. Sean says he prefers to think of it as reinvesting in the business because when he reopens the case and then solves this, they get paid again, really. So he's just getting there. Gus said, I know exactly what we're going to do with that other check. And Sean goes, party like it's 1999. Prince reference. So that's one. And then he goes, party? Corona? Fiesta? And the next line should be forever from all night long, Lionel Richie. All night long. The song itself goes, party, grano, fiesta, forever. Come on and sing my song. And I'm just we like, also ah. got <laughs> more. We Lionel also got Richie. a Jack and the Beanstalk reference because Gus says mm-hmm. that spending the money on this, he might as well have come back with magic beans. Yeah. But we have more striped shirts. Like, it's just nonstop here. Okay. Some girls roll up and scream at Sean driving the car. That's hot. And Gus gets really jealous. Very odds reference. And he's like, you're hot. You're so hot. Get out of my seat. And then they have to switch seats. Once they switch spots. We get Buzz McNabb. Which, okay, Jamie, do you remember the cop that pulled them over? Yeah. In this scene? We love Buzz. Mm -hmm. He's recurring. He's not a main player, but we love him. He even shows up in the movies. Like, he's been here since, like, day one. Like, it, we love him. And every time he, like, shows up, we're like, Buzz is back! <laughs> when Buzz pulls them over, he realizes that it's the boys. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, In this car, you fit a certain profile. Because a dirtbag with driving. a gaudy car. No, a dirtbag well, with a gaudy car. Well, Gus was in the driver's seat, too. I'm going to argue a black guy in a Oh, car. yeah. <laughs> that is the implication, but I'm like, the actual profile is someone with a stupid car doing stupid things. And then but. he just keeps <laughs> apologizing, and he has a canine dog with him. In training. Who's very interested in the wheels. His name is Muller. His name is Muller? Okay, I love that. And Muller keeps sniffing around the car. Like, specifically around, like, the wheels. Buzz, no, obviously he's not going to be able to do it. Because Buzz knows that the boys would never have drugs with them. Um, Or explosives or whatever the dog is sniffing. They end the scene with Buzz going, Gus, just for the record, Muller books at every car, not just blue ones. And I was just like, ooh. We get into the Santa Barbara Police Department and the new vest has shown up for 21 less. And apparently it's this amazing tactile vest that can stop mortar shells or something. Mortar shells, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lassiter and Jules have a tussle over the vest. They're literally like playing tug of war, trying to get it out of each other's hands. They're acting like children. Lassie says Jules got to do the 
the new stun, the the sonic gray stun gun or something yeah the sonic stun and so they're like fighting over taking turns it's really cute i love their sibling dynamic we're well past the awkwardness of the of the second and third episodes (laughs) john walks in and just starts making sounds (laughs) sunny was a cuckoo bird and he was cuckoo for cocoa puffs what are we talking about here cereal and then Sean just starts rambling off numbers. Juliet's like jotting them down real fast and then goes, ah, serial numbers. Vic is like, all right, this is really specific. Look into those, Juliet, run the numbers. But we're not officially reopening anything unless we come back with something. And if you don't, we'll be using the vest on you. Chief Vic so kindly says to Sean. And Lassie says that's a win-win because whether it works or not, he gets to shoot Sean. They're back in the blueberry. Gus is driving. Some more girls roll up. I just wrote shouting awkwardly. Yeah, Gus is just screaming at Sean about everything. His massage, yeah. And how he needs to get help with little Sean and how little Sean keeps growing. And just as... And he's going to be naked and unafraid. And the girls can hear all this awkward stuff because Sean turns down the music because he wants to say hi to the girls. But Gus is busy and doesn't see that. That awkward ends with... I'll be naked and unashamed while they rub down little Sean. And the girls drive away, as they should. Yeah, I would have too. I guess Sean gets the message that the parts were legit based on the numbers that he gave them, the serial numbers that he saw in the shop. He's like, we need a reason to go back to Johnny G's. And Gus is adamant that they're not. And then Sean just yanks a bunch of wires. He's like, oh, but your your DVD nav sat thing. (laughs) Gus says, that was my speedometer. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how fast I'm going. <laughs> I had a car that did that. Super not fun. They're back at Johnny G's and ask just one of the workers where Johnny G's at. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But the workers getting the fleet ready for shipment. Correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. And so they go into stealth mode, which we love. So they do this a lot. They go into Johnny G's office and they start looking for anything evil, anything menacing. When Gus asks what they should be looking for, he said something along the lines of, I don't know, a white money bag with a black dollar sign on it or some TNT or a giant anvil, which is just such a perfect Roadrunner coyote reference. They are cartoons, Jamie. They are. (laughs) (laughs) But Gus finds a rim and he's like, He's like shaking it around. He's like, it's so light. Sean doesn't really care and just said something along the lines of, well, good. Now Flava Flav can wear it around his neck. Flav doesn't wear rims, Sean. He wears clocks. Henry calls. It is very important that they go and see Henry. It sounds very urgent. Sean has never heard him sound like that before. So they arrive at Henry's house and he basically throws a fish at Sean. And he's like, all right, scale this and then fillet it. You remember how to do that, right? You know. They talk through it by the time they're done. Henry looks up at Gus and goes, Gus, you remember? And Gus just gets the, oh my gosh, I'm about to go puke face. And runs in the house and Henry goes, you remember where the bathroom is? They fillet some more. They talk some more. Henry slams down his knife, cuts off the fish's head. Gus gets sick again, runs back into the house. It's just kind of a beautiful Gus getting sick uh, bit that happens. But uh, there's more Henry wisdom that's happening while they're talking. Because Sean was asking for advice about hard cases and, you know, cases that didn't really shake out how you thought they would. And 
and he's giving him really salient advice about like, you know, sometimes you don't get your guy or you just don't have the evidence or he walks or Sean's like, no, 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 no. I'm talking, has it ever been too easy? Like it was just like not right. You weren't there. It got handed to you. I don't recall having any champagne problems like that. Like things being too easy. He basically tells Sean that he's always in it for the chase. And so he's never satisfied. Just like Hamilton. (laughs) He makes a reference to how his best case needs to have more excitement. Just like his first bike needed more reflectors, which was the bike that was all decked out at the flashback opening scene. And Henry ends it with, maybe you need to change your expectations instead of expecting everything to change for you. Sound Henry advice. Sean gets a flashback. Yeah. And right as it's supposed to land, Sean's getting a flashback to our canine trainee sniffing around the tires. And he's like, there's more to this. I knew it. (laughs) Don't you dare learn a wrong lesson while I'm trying to teach you a right lesson. Gus is back out of the house and... Henry is trying to massage his own back and Gus just looks at him and he's like, yeah, it's a knot right under your shoulder blade, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pin. <laughs> Henry's got a little Sean too. They are, in fact, smuggling drugs out of the state in car parts. Yeah, the fleet that was getting prepared is due to head to Arizona. So Sean feels like they're under the gun. They go back to the chop shop and they're looking around. It's empty. Everything's gone. They see somebody in a car on a lift. On a car lift. lift. And they walk over towards it and they see it's Johnny G. And they're like, yo, Johnny G. And they lower the car lift. And he did. Why did I write S-L-I-G? Because then they scream like little girls. That's what I wrote. It's (laughs) L-L-G. I also wrote (laughs) S-L-L-G. I use bad shorthand, Jamie. And one of my bad bad shorthands is S-L-L-G, which is screaming like little girls. And then there's an R-S-L-L-G, which is... Run screaming like little girls. So the boys start to giggle, like laugh hysterically even. They do notice that Johnny G's foot is still on the accelerator of the vehicle. I went, wait, carbon monoxide? And then I was like, no, NOS, right when they said NOS. So apparently there's been a leak and it's laughing gas, which if none of y'all have ever had nitrous, it's it's a it's a thing. <laughs> But um, too much can be deadly, just like carbon monoxide. So So although they're standing in front of a dead guy, they're laughing their butts off. But I do want to point out a weird inconsistency. When, when you look at Johnny G in the car from like far away, he's slumped forward. But whenever they go up close to see Johnny G, he's leaning back. Oh, maybe they just cut out where they pushed him. No, because the scene switches to a front shot again, and he's leaning forward again. Oh, so just continuity stuff. I didn't catch that. Yeah, I didn't see it either. It's a very weird one. I caught that one on my second take. Okay, okay. Yeah, sometimes we watch these episodes twice, Jamie. (laughs) I am not well prepared for this. (laughs) I want to know what else your notes said. I want, like, a whole copy. (laughs) I think I've... Yeah. I've said everything. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Keep going. I think you're doing good. We are headed back to the prison to talk to Wally again because something something still seems weird. Wally said something like, I guess even though I'm in prison, I got a better fate than Johnny G. Irony. Mm -hmm. Better sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Irony. And I don't don't know that that's actually irony, but okay. 
I'm not sure I, I actually know be. what irony is. Okay. It's not rain on your wedding day, Alanis, but... I trust you. <laughs> they ask him about the shipments, and he was like, we were partners, but when I would ask him what was going on, he would be like, Nunya, and I'd be like, okay. Relegated. <laughs> and then we get another, okay, time's up, and he does a kiss the two fingers, press to the glass, which... Gus kind of goes to meet. Trust to reciprocate. Yeah. <laughs> but then we get another creepy smirk as he's walking away. For no good reason, Sean and Gus are still talking into the phone to one another. Awkwardly. And Sean's like, I think we got this wrong. I think he's the mastermind of the operation. But he was in jail when Johnny G died and he made sure of that. Yeah, I was going to say, conveniently. So it's not actually irony because he meant to do it, but if he had just been arrested for the crimes that they were committing and then the other guy who was also committing crimes ended up dead and he was still on the outside, that could be ironic. Okay. The (laughs) boys go back to the psych office and they come to the conclusion that Wally wanted to be locked up in jail when Johnny G died. Alibis, prison time, and he's got a motive because he wasn't being allowed in on the drug stuff like he was telling the truth the part where he said johnny g was like nanya relegated do you have any idea what my notes saying sean bss might mean they find out that he just posted bail and there's a big drug deal going down hello motive my old friend (laughs) all right the drug deal is happening today Gus needs to figure out where the drop spot is. Sean is going to go get Les and Juliet to help. Fleet Foot Trucking? Was that what's, what it was? Yes, that was what the trucking company was called. So Gus is going to call them and figure out what large car shipments are being taken to Arizona today. All right. And he is going to go crash the 21 Less. They are at 21 Less and the drug deal is going down at 2.30 today. So they don't have a ton of time left. Lassiter and Juliet are giving their speech. They're feeling awesome. They've got a really fun PowerPoint of them just like posing and looking at things. It's a very empty room, though. I'm just going to say it doesn't feel like a very packed conference. Yeah. This one annoying girl is like, um, what do you mean new cutting edge? We've seen all of this on CSI. The psychic freakout begins. Sean starts grabbing onto things. Gus screams, I think you may be magnetized. And... Lassie goes, we don't need a psychic today. This is not about that nonsense. But as soon as everyone starts kind of being like, oh, he's a psychic? Does he work with you? Awesome. Lassie's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we often use him on our cases. We like to use all technologies or something along those lines. Yeah, all the resources at our disposal. And then Sean starts screaming nonsense like, Michael Douglas, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Don Cheadle. And the girl yells, traffic. (laughs) <laughs> and then he grabs oh, something else hold on, right hold on we gotta go back no sean sean starts screaming michael douglas Catherine zeta jones the always underappreciated don Cheadle, and gus goes you know that's right you know that's right so we gotta you know that's right and i love it we love to see it and then he starts screaming say hello to my little friend scarface these are all drug movies They have 10 minutes to get to the drop site. We can't make it there in 10 minutes. I can. Let's roll. 
because Gus has got his tricked out car <laughs> and they all run out. Oh man. Okay. So they're just changing hands with the whole money and the drug situation. And Wally's there with the suitcase full of money being presented to him. And we actually bust in on this drug deal, which is great. Cops, sirens, and a blueberry. And Wally's like, guys, guys, I just sold my wares to this guy. It was very legit. I was like, hey, bro, you want this quality car wear? And he was like, yeah, take my money. Capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's how we know you're a villain, though. The recap happens, and... We've kind of hit all of the recaps from throughout the discussion here, so I'm going to do a rapid fire here. Wally resented Johnny G for not including him in the real business, the drug business, instead of just being at the chop shop. Wally comes up with this idea of having the perfect alibi to be in prison when Johnny G is killed. He knows that Johnny G is a creature of habit, and as Kaylee said earlier, he always checks every car before it goes out personally to make sure everything's okay. He rigged the nitrous oxide to leak whenever the car redlines so that Johnny G would die when Wally was in prison. That's all great. Where's your evidence? The people's burden. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right here I wrote, Sean's hair is horrible. His hair is overgrown. It's creeping down his neck. It's almost turning into like, I want to be a mullet. I hated it. I hated it. And the soul patch, everything's, it's bad. Do something, stylists. I don't think I noticed the soul patch, but I definitely noticed the almost mullet. And I was like, what is going on here? All right. So Sean starts hearing something. Do you hear that? Who's who's speaking? Chatty Kathy. (laughs) Oh, it's Bessie. Gus. Gus, it's Bessie. Bessie the Mustang? That doesn't make sense. She must be a, what what is she? What is she, Gus? A filly. Ah, yes. Bessie the filly. She's a beautiful blue filly. Also, <laughs> yeah, she's talking to Sean, and she knows where the drugs are at. Check, check inside the wheels. One of the cops just pops off a rim, and it's just like lined with drugs. <laughs> yeah, that was the storyline. They were hiding the drugs in the hollowed-out parts of the cars, and then shipping them across state lines as means of trafficking and murdering. Fist bump. <gasps> But Wally says that's illegal seizure, Bill of Rights. And Juliet, or, or no, Lassiter says that's suspicious behavior. And Juliet goes, probable, probable cause. And then who says the next part? Guess that's three strikes. Legislated. Is that Sean and Gus? I think it is. <laughs> I think Sean says, like, yes, that's three strikes, and Gus goes, legislated. And then, do they fist bump or high five at that point? That's, that's where they I... fist bump, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wally gets arrested. Johnny G's still dead. We go to the spa because we still need to take care of little Sean. They're ready. They're going to get their massages with Gloria. It's going to be great. But Gloria only has a couple sessions available. And at the very same time, Gus is like, no way. And Sean is like, fine. A little awkward. Gus isn't about that life. But I'm going to be real. If my option was to see the best masseuse ever in a couple's massage with one of you guys, I'd be in. Oh, for sure. Okay. I don't understand what they think a couple's massage is. (laughs) Because Gus seems to think they're going to be naked with each other, separated by nothing but a towel. Gus, what kind of massage parlors are you going to? (laughs) 
Dear Lord. <laughs> that's naked and ashamed, Sean. <laughs> naked and ashamed. And that's the end of our episode. That's how we end it. They're walking back out of the spa. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Someone misinformed this poor boy. <laughs> I feel like this was a really quick episode, but Kaylee, I think you had said to me, I think before we started recording, that you feel like this is one that doesn't get syndicated very often. I feel like I haven't seen it over and over and over as many times as like some of the others. I just like, I didn't remember as many of the finer points that like I really expected to remember. Mm-hmm. I would say I felt the same way. Like as soon as I saw Wally, I was like, bad guy. But I couldn't remember like why or what until Gus picked up the rim and started shaking it. And I was like, drugs. I super didn't remember John yeah. G at all. Like I vaguely remembered the, like the NOS being a murder weapon, but I don't remember Mr. Namin. <laughs> Namin. Um, Jamie, how do you feel about being Lassiter after watching this episode? I like him. <laughs> You're not offended? <laughs> no, I feel like, I mean, with my work and everything, like with him geeking out at presenting at the conference and stuff, I can relate. And <laughs> I could see, and I still understand why I never really got into this show, like how Sean kind of annoys him a bit. Like, mm. <laughs> I still don't know it's the show for me. <laughs> I think he would like just kind of like grind my gears a bit. So I feel like it's accurate. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Do you like the buddy comedy aspect of Sean and Gus? I do. I like it a lot. I don't know what it reminds me of other than like Scooby-Doo, but. I do. I, I, I'll, I'll take that. I, don't know why I, keep, I keep going back to that, but I think it, it's like funny, just like honest humor, like dumb humor but i do i like it i could see why you can just watch it and kind of check out it's easy do you remember the show the mentalist jamie yeah okay so i knew you'd remember because you think that guy's kind of kind of kind of saucy yeah that's fair they yeah they make allusions to that show because he does a similar thing yeah in that show so they start to Mm -hmm. poke fun at the similarities in psych and just like make references to mentalist and I think I have to figure out which episodes those are. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it's funny, though, because I feel like The Mentalist is so much more... I'm going to use the word serious, although it has yeah. very lighthearted moments. This is like... Even the heavy episodes that we have dealt with and that we've like already gone through on this podcast, Kay, like, yeah. they are always hit with humor and humor and humor and humor. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why I love it so much. In season one, we dealt with gender identity, disassociative identity disorder, 1144, Mm -hmm. um, like a lot of heavy stuff in a one hour comedy. And we were just like, you know, dementia disclaimers. Yeah. 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 Some really, you know, it gets tender and heart stringy, but they really walk the line of humor, I think, in, in, mm-hmm. well in this show to be able yeah. to do. And don't get me things. wrong. I really like The Mentalist. That is a, another show that I have watched like episode for episode, what? but I'd far rather watch the comedy version of it. And I, that's why mm-hmm. I think I'm more drawn to this show. But from a Lassiter perspective, I could also understand why you would be more drawn to that show. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a good comparison. I like The Mentalist more. That, that's, I don't know, more my cup of tea, but I do appreciate the humor in this one for sure. My, I, I don't think I ever watched The Mentalist. What's, what was it on? What was its platform? It's currently on Hulu or something maybe? I think it's on Hulu right now. Okay. Yeah. That's where I've, I never watched it real time. I watched it years after and okay. it was a good one or like Netflix, something like that. 
Yeah, it hits me like maybe like a TBS, like something like a burn notice or like a... Was burn notice mm-hmm. USA? Yeah. I'm very confused. Mentalist wasn't, though. Mentalist wasn't. Mentalist was like a, a ABC, Fox. Yeah. CBS. I think it was CBS, if I'm wrong. I probably You're am. really talking about the mentalist a lot. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I mean that's one of the references I thought Jamie would like appreciate. And yeah. yeah. <sighs> so that was season two, episode four. And I think I think the biggest pop culture reference that we missed from the beginning was the title. Gone in 60 Seconds? I think the title was a reference to Gone in 60 Seconds, but I also think it... That was Stolen Cars and Angelina Jolie, right? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that zero to 60 and or zero to 160 seconds? Is, is that not a Fast and Furious reference to, am I making that up? They, I think 10 second car is more like. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think you're right. Okay. There we go. <laughs> that was our other pop culture reference that we missed. As we said earlier, no pineapple. No Disappointed. pineapple. Yeah. Uh, Psych Wiki didn't even try. It like it skips it. It's not on there. Yeah. And then uh, like if you go further, yeah. I found another website that I use sometimes because uh yeah, I cheat now. They talk about like Henry's shirt. Now nah, that's palm trees. Yes, again. They talk about <laughs> like there being pineapple in Chelsea's water while they're on the date. No, that's a reflection of the flowers that Sean stole from table one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's just a whole lot of guesses. I don't think the pineapple's there. I'm going to put it out there. But as we say in every episode that we do not find a pineapple, friends, if you know where that pineapple is, please let us know. Reach out to us at to the blueberry podcast at gmail.com. I have that email on my cell phone now and I check it every day and we still have yet to get any emails. So I put it in the description on all, like all of our posted episodes. It's at the bottom. I don't know if it's on our YouTube as well, but... I've started putting it in YouTube. All right. Are we are we ready to wrap up, ladies? I think so. All right. I have been Kaylee, and that is fresh to death. I'm Alexis, and you can both be shot. Just sign the waivers. And I am Jamie, and you have the bearings of a wounded bumblebee. <laughs> and this has been... To, to the, the Blueberry! Blueberry! Psych out.